where do you want to start? You want to start with top 100 and move to rookies, or just do rookies and move to top 100? Let's get through rookies because it's not an super extensive topic. Um, like like you had texted me, this class is really good, but it is shallow to start. And where are we? 10 games in, not expecting all too much from the class just yet. Um, I want to start with Bankero. That dude's Ooh. really good. Yeah. And that seems like it seems like you're underselling it. He is 19 years old. And the magic are bad, but he's not putting up like regular, like regular bad team rookie numbers. He's solid and he looks physical. He looks fast. He can get to his spots. He can score from all over the court. And the Kings had no one to guard him down the stretch. And the Kings and Magic played last night on the 5th of November. Um, we are throwing Kevin Herter at him. Herter's way too slow. Um, Barnes is way too small. I think you saying that you didn't like Bankero before the draft is your worst take ever. What? I can't. <laughs> Bankero was my number one. We can go. We can roll back this tape. Yeah, but you weren't thrilled. You weren't happy about it. You should have been uh, ecstatic because he looks. He looks like. And I, I mentioned that um, originally. I wasn't even going to be able to make this podcast because I podcast because I ran over a glass bottle on the way to. Oh my gosh. On the way to work, I saw it on the road, and I was like, "I'm just going to hit like it's a plastic bottle. It's been a plastic bottle every time I run over a bottle on the road, and then it exploded." And I was like, "Oh fuck." Um. But I so text you're, you. You're saying you could have avoided this? You could have swerved? Oh, yeah. Easily just not gone over the glass bottle. But I oh just drove God. straight over it. Um, but you know what? It's kind of a, a blessing in disguise because my tires do need replacing anyways. So I will get those done before it's too late. Back to what I was saying, I text you saying, tell everyone in my place that Paolo Bancaro has the fifth highest trade value ever in the league right now. Um, I feel like that's, I haven't actually looked at it, but let me pull up the top 100 right now. Cause we, we did, we did make one of those. I I don't know what it would take to get Paolo. Like, it, it, I mean, he, he looks like he's living up to all rookie promises and, and he still has rookie moments. I mean, that airballed three in the Kings game is not going to go unnoticed, but he, he can bring the ball up. Um, he, he had one fast break point in the Kings game where he brings the ball up and like jumps like he's going to do a layup, crunches up like a small guard would do, and then does a wraparound pass to the left side corner th- for a three-pointer. That That's not a big man move set. And yet he handles himself well in the post. He's got good pivots. He maintains that pivot foot. Sometimes over pivots. Um, but he can do a lot more offensively than I ever thought he would be able to do. Maybe not that I ever thought, but he's doing really well, well offensively and defensively. He's he's holding his own. I don't I don't think he's quite there as a defender yet. He has the tools, which is what we say about what we say about every single prospect. You know what's funny though? The number one he has the tools guy is Andrew Wiggins, and it turned out he does have the tools. It just mm-hmm. took a long time. Mm-hmm. I was just discussing uh, Jimmy Butler on my TikTok channel, and sometimes sometimes players take a minute to develop. It. it it happens, you know? That Paolo, he was instantaneously really good. Let me kind of give you just some names. We can try to gauge Paolo's trade value. This is a ridiculous yeah. question. We're going to do it anyways. Um, let's pretend you're Orlando and the Raptors call you and they're like, we'll give you Pascal Siakam. That's a hang-up, right? You're not taking that. No, no, I'm hanging up. Just age, developmental curve. That's that's absolutely a hang-up. Blazers call offer Dame Lillard. Hang-up. Bam at a bio. That, that gets interesting, but I've actually been really disappointed in Bam and his lack of development. I feel like I've been saying this is going to be the year for Bam to develop and like ascend and be a top 15 guy for two or three years now, and he's just hasn't. He said he was uh, going to take 18 shots a game. He lied. 
that was just a lie. He's just he yeah. just fooled us. Um, I saw the Kings play the Heat live just a few rows back. It was fantastic. Bam and Abayo is bigger and faster and stronger than like ninety percent of NBA players. He is huge and he's super fast. And he did have a good game per se, but it always felt like, in, in a sense, this is a metaphor for his whole career. It felt like he could be doing more. Yeah. It, you want more out of him because he possesses all of the right tool sets. He, in theory, doesn't have a flaw because he is both a defensive guy who can play, make, and pass, score around the basket. He's rather athletic to the point where you would really hope that he can you know, have a bounce um, and be a lob catcher. So like, he, he seems like he'd be really good at a pick and roll, but it just, for whatever reasons, he's not progressing at this stage. He's not? All right. Devin Booker. I'm, I'm partial to bigs. So I, I stick with the big man in this case. Um, but I think I have a name for you. And it was brought up on one of our sister podcasts. I don't know if I ever told you this, but we have sister podcasts. I guess maybe more like brother podcasts. I, I think I kind of know that. There's What, what are they? Um, so we have assisted development, which does a That's lot of right. draft stock, rookie things. Um, and we have charity stripe commentary. And they're they're like us. We just talk basketball and they're a Raptors fan, a Bulls fan, and I want to say a Celtics fan, but, you know, I try not to pay too much attention to Celtics fandom. <laughs> They're like, it's like alternate dimension us. Yeah. Um, and, and they brought up Zion. Mm, that was actually, that's actually the next guy that on our top. Uh, that's the next uh, guy? Yeah. Would you take Paolo or Zion? I would take Paolo. I think I'm there too. I think I would just, I think logistically, the kind of player that Zion is, you have the injury issue, mm-hmm. but also... His his defense at the four as a yeah. big can like what does a championship team look around that like look like built around a player like that where mm-hmm. I can I can see in two seconds what a player what a championship looks like built around someone like Paolo it looks like Kevin Durant or Jason Tatum like it looks like that kind of that kind of lead role we are still projecting and there's there's always the hope that Zion or that Paolo gets better defensively because right now I think Zion is much more polished offensively, but with clear defensive limitations, I don't know if he'll ever be able to overcome. And right now what we're seeing from Paolo is that he's on that same trajectory offensively, maybe not with the efficiency, but also no health concerns and looks like he can get there on the defensive side of things. I was gonna say something. Oh, do you do you know that uh, Donovan Mitchell has more points as a Cav than Anthony Bennett? Yeah, I just saw wanna, that. Just want to toss that out there. Just that's amazing. Like two eighteen to two seventeen. If we want to talk about bad rookies, that was a bad rookie class. Yeah, that was that was a that, you know it's funny that was not to make you feel old, but that that's essentially the first draft class like I really paid attention to. Um, and last even was that twenty thirteen. Oh my god, I'm so old. That was ten years ago. Yeah. I remember, so uh, I used to do a, a, a summer camp. My dad would print off NBA.com articles and mail them to me That's because I didn't cool. have internet access. Um, and then they would always like mail me a draft guide booklet um, along with like a post-draft, you know, here's who we got. That's awesome. And I remember in 2003, I got the post, the like draft guide booklet. And it, it had in its mock that the Lakers were going to take um, Luke Walton and Brian Cook in the first and second rounds, and the Lakers took them, but in the opposite rounds. Wow! And I just 
like that's cool. that's my first draft memory. We are the same person except for staggered by a decade. No, that makes me feel old. It's the same. It's just the same experience. It's just a little bit later. Um, yeah. But I remember, like I, um, Jalen Rose and Bill Simmons and grant land doing all their yeah. pre-draft stuff and i was just eating it up but it was like alex fucking len and um <laughs> I, I wish i could think of another great 2013 member Netherlands noel um and they were all horrible like that i was just like these guys are the future of the league they, they were not they were not the future of the league 12 yeah. 12 year old me would be was was would be crushed to know that that, that those guys did not take over hey there's there's still a part of me that's really sad about andrew bynum because i read the Andrew Bynum hype piece when he was a 15 year old and like I was riding the Andrew Bynum wave and then when the Lakers got that pick and got Bynum I was holy cow we have the next shack he's really good for, for a brief moment let's write yeah. this a little bit longer Jimmy Butler I don't know where you're going with this uh Paolo, for about sorry Pelo Bancaro which you trade him for. oh the, the Paolo, <laughs> yeah. Paolo trade yeah I mean at this point no we're talking young stars yeah like I'm not trading Paolo for anything short of an under twenty five star. Essentially, like you could, you could tell me Jalen Brown. No, you could tell me Donovan Mitchell. No, like uh, it, Trey Young, maybe, May, uh, maybe. I think that the sure, that the sure yeses. Orlando's like, yeah, like we'll t- we'll do that. Is Giannis, Jokic, Luca, Curry. I honestly don't know if they take Embiid, which sounds insane, but Embiid's gonna be thirty. Yeah, and and the health history. It, it's. Yeah. Listen, there's the value of having a guy that looks like he's going to be the guy on a cost-controlled rookie team. Um, and, and that value does change depending on where you are at. Like, if LeBron could snatch a teammate out of the air and he had to choose between Jimmy Butler or Paolo, I mean, he's picking up Jimmy in a car himself and then backing the car over Paolo. <laughs> like, That's true. You know, it, it, it changes for everyone. But if you're a young, rebuilding team, you want the young, great asset if you're Giannis, you're choosing the guy that's going to help you win right now. And so a trade value is is subjective. Sure. This is just for Orlando. And I, again, I don't think they would take LeBron. I don't think they'd take KD. I don't think they'd take Kawhi. I think Tatum, they would probably, you could make an argument, they probably should take that. Um, but you're looking at this to like Paolo Bancaro is, is, in terms of trade value, he's easily top 15. Yeah. Is there a rookie? And actually, before, sorry, go on. We'll go a different direction. Oh, I was I was going to just ask, like, and outside of Paolo, is there any other rookies that you've been wowed by? We have a, a perfect internal clock. We land in the same spot at the same time. Just so ten, good. just ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've obviously seen a lot of Keegan Murray, and this is kind of my specialty is the Paolo era because I've watched two Magic games in full. Who I think I'm the only non-Magic fan who's done that, but that they're the only ones on in the area. I have watched two Magic games in full as well. Okay. Actually, no, three. Wow. I've watched three. Okay. Um, Keegan Murray's been bad the last two games. He's had a pretty uh, rough shooting night, and they just pretty much yank him. But he started off super hot, like 18 points a game, and you saw mm-hmm. what that looked like. And I'm disappointed he's started. He's had two bad games, but rookies have two bad games. That's okay. Um, yeah. He has a little, you can see where it's going to go. Um, the shooting at his height is always going to be such an asset, and him being a pretty good defender at his size is super valuable. He's someone I can see playing next to another three his size. Um, like a, if we got Jay Crowder, who I know you hate, we'll be, just leave it, leave it alone. That, <laughs> the idea of playing next to the idea of Jay Crowder. Um, yeah, yeah. The guy that wishes he was Trevor Ariza. 
let's say, playing next to Trevor Reza, then you kind of see what you can do with Sabonis, because Sabonis has have played pretty well the last few games, um, barring some interior defense and some free throw woes, but uh, has his moments. There was a couple possessions in the third quarter where Paolo got the ball and went at Murray. And one of those possessions, Murray did like a good job. He maintained his ground. He stayed up vertically. And it was like a solid defensive possession from a rookie. And I was like really happy with it. And then Paolo just turned and shot right over him. Like, oh, there is like, it it didn't matter. And then the other time, Paolo kind of abused him. And I'm, I've been watching a lot of the rookies. And I just, I want to float this out there. Sure. How many rookies per year, and this is going to count undrafted players, um, but how many rookies per year do you think average about 20 minutes per game or more? I will say, I will say 10. Okay. So it's it's closer to 20 for the okay. last couple of years. Undershot it. Um, under, undershot it. And I am, I'm filtering out those guys that like played four games or, mm-hmm. you know, a, a minimum of 20 games. Um, it, it's 20, it's, yeah, 25, 20, 20 to 25 range. Yeah, right now, right now? We're at nine wow. with, you know, Jalen Duran, David Roddy kind of bringing up the rear in the 20 minutes that's per game. This rookie class has not gotten much run. And I do kind of wonder where we'll be at, at the end of the year. Just thinking that as they get kind of their NBA legs underneath of them, also as teams pivot more into tanking, are we going to get to mm-hmm. see more of these guys? That's where those minutes um, come from. Yeah. These guys. Yeah. Can we talk about Duran just briefly? Not that I've seen a whole lot of him, but he's he's 18 years old. I didn't think he was going to play. I really thought they were just kind of stash him and, all right, this is how you shoot a basketball. Like, let's work on this. But he's just out there, and I'll be at the Pistons are horrible, like the worst team in the league. Um, but it's he's physical. Like I, I see it. I see the future for him. He's physical. He's bouncy. I was watching the Pistons-Warriors games, and he had a few good blocks and a few few great like i'm trying to think if he had any any great lob catches um but but he's bouncy and and there's a role for him and you know if you put him with a really good point guard that that could work and that that is essentially what Cade cunningham is is going to be a a really great point guard but i i haven't seen him do much for himself and and you said he's 18 it's he turns 19 in a couple of days but i think he's right where he should be It's, it's a good spot so who have you seen? Whew. I, I went through and watched everybody. He, well, not everybody. I went through and watched everybody that's playing 20 minutes or more this week. Um, and, and I was really intrigued by Jeremy Sohan because, I mean, there just wasn't a lot about him. And he was kind of the late riser. And the Spurs have been, like, drafting guys who were going to take a couple of years. I don't know if we ever really discussed Josh Primo on the pod. But, you know, that, that was kind of the strategy of, like, hey, we're going to draft... Primo, and he's going to take a few years to develop. We're going to draft Sohan. He's going to take a few years to develop. And, and Sohan thus far looks incredibly robotic. Like he's thinking the game through like, ah, I need to cut here. Ah, I need to like be in this position. It's not moving fluidity fluidly yet. Um, and he's the first guy they sub out in their rotations. So it's, it, it's clear that he's not there yet. Um, but I want to check back in on him. And, and that's that's what started the minutes deep dive of like, man, are they just not playing this guy? And what what are average men supposed to be like for these guys? And so that's that's where I'm at is okay. still still figuring it out still too robotic. How about how about uh, one of the good scorers so far? Benedict Matherin. I can love Benedict Matherin. The guy's got balls. Yeah, he has that. The, the dog per 36 within him is high. 
He's got that. Dialogue. I don't know. I don't know what his steals are at. Um, I'm gonna pull it up, but I feel like he is getting deflections and getting just disrupting passing lanes. He's only getting less than half a steal a game, and that feels really low having watched him. Um, because he's he's pesky, and I really think I hate to say this, but I think Kings fans are gonna kick themselves in a year or when they're watching. Matherin and uh, Tyrese Halliburton just be one of the best young guard duos. You don't like Keegan Murray and Fox as the same option? No. Okay, but to De'Aaron Fox's credit, great start to the season. Kid, undeniably. Yeah. yeah, and now he's starting to get the wins. That's what it, you, you asked what else he could do when I said I didn't like it last week, and I said get wins, and now he's getting wins. He's getting wins, hitting ridiculous shots, and I, I, he was unconscious in the fourth and the in overtime and you saw you watched the the condensed version i mean they, they were sticking bull bull on him which is both a good and bad idea it's, it's very strange um it was a good idea in theory i, I think he that he was the best this the length is insane but fox kind of toyed with him he was it was great that reminds me orlando did a lot of zone defense and in the zone defense they were doing a two three and they were playing paulo as the high guy and franz as one of the low wings and it was just a very interesting defense that he was essentially being asked to be like the shooting guard in that lineup. And it is a weird lineup with Bull, Wendell Carter, Franz, and him. Um, but just what he can do is is really impressive that he can be both power forward to shooting guard, maybe even some center. The Magic are massive. The Kings went... The Kings issue is the lack of wings, personally. and Because we have Terrence Davis and Herder and Leek Monk and... Those guys aren't guarding any of the magic. And the magic are running Suggs, Bancaro, Wagner, Bull Bull, and Wendell Carter. And like, this is the biggest team I've ever seen play since the, the late 90s. Um, they're fun. Yeah. Two two probably bad teams at the end of the season. We're going to go back and make those teams were actually good. But it was a good it's a good game. Um, Fox has been shooting really well. But most importantly, hitting his free throws. I think it's like 87% from the line. And even if the three-point shot regresses which it probably will a little bit if he can maintain 85 percent from the line his value is immense someone who attacks the basket like he does if you're not hitting your free throws yeah that hurts because you can you can the great slashers of the world are good free throw shooters because when you foul them you pay for it sometimes a fox feels like you never have to pay for it but i think he's made 21 straight free throws that's impressive that is impressive what other rookies did you get a chance to, to look into let me look at the rookies list it's fresh from so, weren't you at the portland game um i, I know Shaden didn't go. play a ton he did yeah Shaden sharp played a little bit in the king's opener and the the level of athlete he is because you know he's a great athlete now is the whole thing pre-draft this guy is a one percent of the one percent kind of athlete if you just could put it together and blah 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 it's better he looks better than that the the numbers don't jump off the page excuse me um by any means the numbers don't jump the numbers don't jump off the page by any means but he will do crazy shit with the basketball essentially he is one of those guys where him attacking the basket he just gets up so high it doesn't really matter who's down and i don't even think he sees them when he's doing it. He has that kind of fearlessness attacking the basket um, and the shooting ability that makes him just special. I, I think the development is going to be awesome for him. Yeah, I I'm really excited to see what he can be. I love not just the athleticism, but he's got a good looking shot and he fires it up quick like that. Maybe I shouldn't say a good shot, but he has a quick shot. And I think that's going to go a long ways, you know, to have a release that you can get off before a defender can get to you. 
they've recently moved him into the starting lineup. He's seen more play. He's seen more action. I don't know that his play is like telling me he's going to be a superstar or be an all-star, but I think he's at least shown me that he will be a solid rotational level player. Maybe, you know, maybe like a, a J.R. Smith. What's your, uh, what's your panic index on Jalen Green and Jabari Smith? Can I read you their stat lines this year? Well, I, I watched them versus the Clippers. I had to go back a couple of games um, because he tweaked, Jabari Smith tweaked his ankle in the second Clippers game and they set out their most recent game. Um, and my, I don't actually have much of a panic. Smith had had a similar thing to Murray and um, Sohan where he's not fully involved, um, kind of stands off to the corner a lot, can be semi-robotic in his movements. Um, but he's, he's showing me quick hands on defense. He's getting good positioning. Um, they are pulling him late. They moved uh, Eric Gordon to guard PG-13, Paul George. I cannot believe Eric Gordon is on this team. I just, I no. refuse to believe that he's still on the rocket. Well, and it's bad that he's like their defensive stopper in the clutch possessions because that game was, was decided by a Paul George, not buzzer beater, but like three seconds left shot. Um, Smith is much more raw offensively than I thought there. There was a time where he got down into the post and like tried to fake and get around Zubak and Zubak looked like prime Dwight Howard, just swatting that into the third row. Um, but I'm okay. I think there's potential. I think the draft people were right. I think they made the smart moves. Let's get Paolo first. Let's have this guy fall. Um, and, and green green actually showed me two things in that game. Um, one, he was attacking off the pick and roll and he had some good passes. They were not finished. And so he's not recording assists. Um, and, and then he tried hard defensively. And there were moments where he got like a block slash steal, um, or like at least tipped away. And then the offense recovered it and then went up again. And he again, deflected it. Like he's, he's making good first and second efforts defensively. They're not always translating. Um, you know, sometimes when you don't have a good defensive line behind you, it, it it doesn't happen, but I think they're going to be fine. I'm not low panic meter. Okay, that's good. I think that's a fair spot to be in for a 19 year old and a known streaky shooter, streakly shooting. Um, can I talk about one more king before? Uh, yeah. We talk about the top 100, which there are no kings. Like one king. Yeah, we already <laughs> talked about Oscar. That's true. Of royal. Um, Davion Mitchell has been rough this season. Yeah. That hurts. And part of my my hope for the Kings was, and let me just let me just go through it really quickly. Now, is he as bad as the numbers look, or is he just numbers are bad, but you see good progress? He's not a point guard. Okay, he's not a point guard. He is unable to dribble and pass the ball at an NBA level at point, in point guard role. Mm. Going through the Kings really quickly. Keegan Murray's been solid. Fox has been awesome. Kevin Herter has been fantastic. Sabonis is is picking up steam but the rest of the kings have been have been pretty rough and you can see that in the the three and five start i think the biggest disappointment is Rashawn holmes being just horrible just a genuinely bad backup center i was expecting him because he was like 12 points eight boards and a block and a half in the past three seasons i do not know where that went he made a lot of people's top 100s two years ago and he should have he was really good he was a serviceable center absolutely davion's stats are fine they're not like he's not shooting 30 percent from the field but his role isn't super big and he's not exactly capitalizing he's had one good game essentially 
and it was Fox went out, and he started for Charlotte. He played 31 minutes. He was 23 points, four boards, but he was zero assists. He's not he's not playing point guard basketball. And I think Kevin Herter really kind of had those ball handling responsibilities. The defense is still there. Like he's without a doubt is still a good defensive player, and he's going to be in the NBA if anything for that. But that's what we said about Chris Dunn. All right. Yeah, but Chris Dunn's actually bad. <laughs> Chris, if anything, Davion isn't throwing away games. He's just not super impactful, and there's a little bit of a difference. But there, there were some numbers that showed that Chris Dunn was one of the best defensive players. That's true. I hope so I, I, hopefully. Before we do <laughs> do top 100 stuff, um, I do just want to talk Pistons real quick because they have another top rookie. And, and Jaden Ivey, my God, like watching him go against Curry... You saw all of the ups and downs of being a rookie. And, like, he, he blazed past Poole. Like, he brought the ball up, and Poole decided to meet him. Kind of, kind of logo line extended, so, like, somewhere between three-point line and half court. And Ivy just turned on the burners and was gone. He misses the layup, but he has it. He, he has it in a straightaway, and he's still trying to work out NBA spacing and movement, like, his Euro step does not work in the league yet. He hasn't figured out how to make that wide enough to get around NBA players. Um, and, and you're seeing it kind of in his numbers. He's not as effective as you'd like. There are also a lot of times where the Pistons use Bojan Bogdanovic as their offensive creator. And I don't know why you have a two-point guard team of Cade and Ivy and Bojan's your primary ball handler for possessions at times. Um, but that that's going to just boost his trade value. They extended the, them, didn't they? They extended. They them. they did on fairly reasonable terms, which makes me think he might come to the Lakers. You guys need it. Guys need it. lost earlier today. We also don't know don't have much to trade for him, like cap wise. So uh, unless they really want to give us a lot and take Westbrook, but maybe we three team it. I I don't know. Just I, I like I like some of what Ivy's showing. That that speed, that, that athleticism. It's not showing up in the numbers, but it looks good. And another reason why I kind of asked about Mitchell is in the Warriors game, Killian Hayes looked good-ish. I saw some, Ish. some advanced stats. He's the worst offensive player in the league. That, that, that circled around the internet a little bit. I mean, you don't, you don't even need that advanced of stats to know that shooting under 20% is bad. That's true. That's, that's the real advanced stat. <laughs> yeah, he's shooting 18.2% as we're Whew. recording this. That's chris dunn numbers it's truly horrific but he's looking like an improved defensive player like he's he's making good switches and he's guarding out of position a lot he's defending more twos and or not two he's defending he defended wiggins quite a bit um and then he would get switched and screened and taken into the post um and he he handled himself decently well in the post against against kavan looney and i know that's not like the greatest praise but the Warriors do like to kind of punish those mismatches. So, you know, I'm, I'm not fully out on Hayes. I don't think he's going to be anything more than maybe like a, a decent backup point guard, maybe an offhanded starter on some other teams. But like, I don't think he's the worst player in the league. That's great. That's that is progress for Killian Hayes. I don't know if it's progress so much as just like, hey, numbers don't always tell the full story sometimes. Sometimes you gotta watch a guy, and That's true. you know. Can we touch briefly on the Lakers being two and seven? No. Okay, understood. <laughs> Moving on. No, no, we, we can we can touch on it. Um, if we could stop playing these Sunday afternoon games, I'd be really happy. 
Um, it's just it, eighth straight, my lord. Eighth minute. Had lead at halftime. Yeah. Lakers had lead at halftime. I think we were right about, or at least I was right. I don't know where you guys were. Kind of pushing back on Evan Mobley in our top 100. He's good. Like defensively, he's awesome. Um, we had he had he had five points today. Yeah, he's, he's just so good defensively, though. Yeah, he really is. But I think I think we were right having him. I think like 50th or something or 60th or whatever we ended up with him. I think that was just, that was smarter than predicting the the big leap, especially given the very talented team he is on. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how your guys did. Also, can I just say Westbrook is great off the bench again. Sorry, good. Part of me, uh, I watched I watched a couple of Cavs games. I also watched the Hawks play the Pelicans, and I was like, man. Can we split up the good guards and the good wing combos? Like, just imagine if we could pair Trey, if we could like pair up Trey Young and Zion, and then on another team pair up uh, Murray and Ingram, or or maybe you flip those pairings. So it's and let's let's say we split up Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, who have looked great. It's been a lot of fun watching them. But what if we paired one of those guards with Jalen Brown and the other one with Jason Tatum, like? I, I want to see these guys go against each other. I want to... I, I don't parody. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, just positional... Why do we have the two good guards on one team and the two good wings? Like, let's let's split the pairs and watch Jalen and Jason go at each other. Let's watch Murray and Garland go at each other. I think that'd be a lot more fun. I'm in favor of it. Would you rather have Killian Hayes or Kendrick Nunn? Hayes. That's smart. Kendrick Nunn shot 0-5 today. 0-5. Oh, he's in still the in the field. league? What? He's still in the league? Yeah, he's fucking starting for your team. Kendrick Nunn started today. God, what am I thinking? Who who on earth am I thinking of? Chris I Dunn. I was thinking Chris Dunn. Because we were just <laughs> talking Dunn. Chris Dunn. Keeps on. Chris, the ghost of Chris Dunn haunts you. We, we were just talking about Chris Dunn and comparing him. <laughs> and then you're like, Nunn, Dunn. It, it just... Let's be like, honest. You guys aren't too far from starting Chris Dunn. Something interesting, Damian Jones and Patrick Beverly did not play. Coach's decision. I don't know if that's rest. We we don't have time to rest, people. <laughs> There's no time for rest. Oh, he's Beverly's sick. It says non-COVID illness. Is, is Damian Jones sick? Or he's just... There's no way the Lakers are in a place to not play Damian Jones. Damian Jones is that bad. He was our starting center. The Kings, the most minutes played by a center on the Kings last year is Damian Jones. He's not even playing in the Lakers. It's it's kind of a roster construction thing because um, those bench lineups, really, you can't play Westbrook and and Jones at the same time. And so they've kind of been just staggering LeBron and Davis and LeBron will be center or Davis will be center. And that's that's kind of how they, they're getting away with Westbrook on the bench. It's having that toll. And Westbrook has been good on the bench. Yeah. He's 19, 19 points, 10 assists today. I mean, he's it's better. both, it's better, but in the same sense, it's like, is this what we want? Like, is this, this is just the best thing for us. I think it's the best you get. When it forces you to use LeBron as your center, you give up a lot on the defensive side, or it forces you to play Davis more. It's, it has its other drawbacks where he looks better statistically, and they're trying to put him in a position to succeed. Um, and, and like, it is semi-successful because if, you start off with LeBron and AD out there, and then you put Russ in, and then you pull LeBron. Russ now has the ball. Russ can get cooking. But then when you do that AD for LeBron swap, and LeBron is now the center in the Russ lineups, that's not a great look, um, just just defensively speaking. Let Russ cook, man. Let's do it. All right. You good? Are we good? Good. All right. 
Thank you.